This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby is back tomorrow. This has turned into an ongoing conversation, the need to improve pedestrian safety in the city of Toronto. Over the last two nights, there have been two more pedestrian deaths. On Monday night, 17-year-old Sammy Kumar just 17 years old, was killed after he was crossing near Confederation Drive and Scarborough Golf Club Road. And last night, a man in his 60s was hit by a vehicle near Pharmacy and Danforth Avenues and later died in hospital. That makes for 29 pedestrian deaths this year, following 41 deaths on Toronto streets last year. Toronto's mayor, John Tory, says there are all kinds of measures being put in place to reverse the trend. Let's have a listen. We have pages of improvements that are taking place to redesign streets, to change intersections, to install technology, red light cameras, photo radar soon to come. And these are things that we're doing as fast as we can do them uh, across the city to uh, try and get people to slow down and be more careful and to enforce the law. Joining us now is Dylan Reed, co-founder of Walk Toronto. Hi, Dylan. Thanks for being here. Hi there. Thanks for having me on. What is your reaction to what's been happening or what doesn't seem to be changing uh, the, the high, relatively high number of pedestrian deaths we have in this city? Well, unfortunately, I'm not surprised because um, until this year, there wasn't really any significant attempts to uh, address the problems that uh, caused pedestrian deaths. So um, what we're seeing is basically there was uh, an attempt at a road safety plan two two or three years ago, and it wasn't really very significant. And uh, we lost three years, and, um, you know, a lot of people have died. Um, And now we have a a somewhat better plan, um, but it's going to take a while to implement. And in the meantime, the problems are still there. And the problems we're seeing in Scarborough especially are these wide roads and, and very fast roads. And they're just uh, a death trap for pedestrians. Yes, there were some reporters out uh, in the area where the man was killed last night, pharmacy in Danforth, and routinely people are driving. Drivers are going 80 kilometers an hour in a 50. So it's pretty tough to react if somebody comes out into traffic, uh, but, you know, versus the city streets where it's where people actually are driving 50 and, and they're able to stop more quickly. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it, while we're trying to get these measures into place, so I mean, key thing is um, more put safe places to cross. In Scarborough, especially, there's such a huge distance between safe places to cross that pedestrians often really don't have much choice but to try cross in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, speed reductions and changes to intersections and especially speed cameras, although those are only going to be limited to certain places. Um, but in the meantime, one thing that we do need is enforcement. So there's been a couple of uh, studies in the media that show that the police enforcement has dropped by about two-thirds in the last four or five years. Um, police just aren't out there uh, checking, and I think what that means is that bad drivers... Uh, feel a sense of entitlement. They feel like they're not going to get caught and they can get away with whatever they want. Um, so, you know, what we'd love to see uh, while we're trying to get all these other measures in place 
is consistent enforcement. I mean, the police went out to one of these locations uh, and caught, I think, five drivers in 20 minutes or something um, uh, after after that boy was killed. Yes. Um, but we need to, but they just do blitzes. They do these little things. Uh, and there's not that sense that the police are kind of out there looking out for people driving fast. And the fact is that, you know, as many or more people are being killed by bad drivers as they are by gun, you know, gun violence. That's so it really right. is something that we need the police to kind of be on top of. Um, so that would be a great thing to kind of get going at least and get going right away. Uh, another another key thing is it's not just about the city. So there's two, there's things that the province and the feds can do as well. Um, the province, uh, there's a move to introduce a vulnerable road users law, which would mean that if a driver is breaking the law and kills a pedestrian or a cyclist, um, they would have to, they would be faced criminal charges and would probably have to go to do community service and retraining. Um, at the moment, what happens often is that they might get a fine for, you know, illegally turning and they might get a $500 fine and, you know, someone's dead. Um, so we really uh, want the province to do step in. And then the federal government has things like uh, regulations about uh, vehicle designs. So they could force uh, trucks to have sidebars. Quite a lot of people get killed when trucks are turning right um, and don't see pedestrians. Um, you know, so the federal government could step in with regulations as well that would improve that kind of safety. So we really need all of the government to be stepping up on this. What, what do you expect to come out of today's meeting? And Libby will address this tomorrow on Fight Back uh, as uh, Toronto Mayor John Tory speaks with the head of construction companies about uh, the big trucks in and around Young and Eglinton that have resulted in traffic deaths. Well, you know, the city could have introduced rules that uh, new construction zones have to introduce a safety plan years ago, and, and they didn't. Um, so what I'm hoping is that the city will, you know, talk to them, sure, but go ahead right away and say that you can't start a big construction project until you have a safety plan in place. And, you know, we'll actually have law enforcement officers go by to make sure that that safety plan is being implemented. Um, it seems really obvious, and yet somehow we have not required that, especially in a city like Toronto where there's construction everywhere, right? Like, there's, there's no reason why we shouldn't have, as part of that construction, there's a whole bunch of paperwork they have to do. Why not file one that says, this is how we're going to make sure that this construction project is going to be safe for pedestrians? What do you think? And we're speaking with Dylan Reed, co-founder of Walk Toronto here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back, Jane for Libby. What do you think is going right in the cities around the world where Vision Zero has been adopted and has been successful in reducing traffic deaths? Well, uh, New York's a great example, and there's a couple of things. First of all, it's comprehensive in New York. So they have been decreasing speed limit across the city, not just in a few locations, but across the city. Um, speed, speed limits are being reduced and they have increased enforcement and they've, they've changed. So we kind of need a change of mentality at the moment. The mentality in the city, um, and in a lot of, of people is it's all about traffic flow and we need to change that to being all about safety. And that's what New York did. They changed the way the whole city operated from thinking about, you know, it's important to get traffic moving to it's important to make sure that everyone is safe. And that includes, uh, drivers as well, of course. Um, you know, and so, you know, maybe give up a few extra minutes of your time on your commute for a much, much safer commute where no one's going to get killed. And Dylan, what are your uh, thoughts? Really I'm sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. No, that's no, fine. 
Uh, what are your thoughts on pedestrians uh, with the prevalence of earbuds and handheld mobile phones that people are texting and walking and listening to music so they can't hear the sounds around them? What can we do about that problem? Because that certainly does play into this. We see it here in Liberty Village often. Well, so the fact, I mean, people have actually crunched the numbers. And the fact is that actually that's really not a significant issue in most pedestrian deaths and injuries. Um, I know you thought you, you noticed those people, but often those people are still crossing with the green light. And, you know, it's not, that's not really the factor. If people are dashing across the street um, in the middle block, not very many of them are looking at their phones. Okay. Um, and, and I mean, that, that, that's the numbers. So they've actually crunched the numbers uh, in New York. They crunched the numbers here. And they found that that actually wasn't that significant. Um, uh, really, what's significant is uh, the most, in most cases, it's a driver error or misbehavior. And in some cases, it's pedestrians taking unnecessary risks, but not because they're distracted. Okay, let's go to Stephen in Parkdale. Stephen wants to get in on the conversation. Go ahead. Hi, Jane. How are you doing today? I'm just fine. What would you like to add? Okay, I'm a wheelchair guy. Uh, to, to me, I have less trouble with the traffic as opposed to pedestrians being very distracted, as you say, with the headphones, the uh, cell phones, everything. The pedestrians aren't looking too much where they're going. And and so are you out uh, on the sidewalks and crossing roads in your wheelchair? Yeah, I am. And And so your observation is what? Just clarify that for me. My observation is pedestrians aren't paying enough attention to the traffic. And that is your observation. I know uh, that's what a lot of people say, Dylan, and I and I do appreciate your information, your research that suggests otherwise, because that's certainly the impression a lot of drivers have, that many pedestrians are not paying attention the way they should. It doesn't mean that as drivers uh, we get a pass, but it just seems like the whole idea of sharing the road uh, in terms of impressions is that more pedestrians could be more vigilant. Um, I know that that's a very prevalent point of view, um, and that's why I'm, I'm sort of trying to bring in the actual people who've crunched the numbers sure. to show that, you know, even though that's something that we notice, um, and, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're on the sidewalk, you notice that too, right? Like our... our a person who just called in, if you're walking on the sidewalk and someone's looking at their phone and they almost bump into you, you notice that, of course. But um, when it comes to the actual accidents, um, it's actually very rare for people to... Um, and then the other thing is that even if you're paying attention, if someone's going fast or doing something unexpected, it's not going to make a difference, right? Like, in, in one case, maybe you see you're about to die, and in the other case, you just get killed without realizing it. Um, but you're not going to be able to jump out of the way of a speeding car um, uh, that's, say, turning turning left uh, without looking. Right. Um, y- you know, a pedestrian, even if they're looking around, the chances that they're going to get out of the way are actually very low. I understand. Um, okay, let's go to... Even that the car is coming towards them. Let's go to Pat um, in Etobicoke. Go ahead, Pat. Yes. I wanted to tell you that I was walking a couple of weeks ago and I was waiting for the light to change and it's two lanes of traffic going each way. So this lady and I started crossing, but this first car, the car on the outside lane had stopped, but the car on the inside lane was coming up and I really didn't think it was going to stop. Okay. So I shouted to this woman beside me, I said, stop. And as I said, stop. I mean, the car did stop, come to a stop before hitting anybody. 
But she then she started hollering at me. And I'm saying, you know, I would rather have hollered at you than to see you go flying in the air. And she's, she just got caught, even crossed her. Oh, well, that's great that you did that because you, you, if, if the driver wasn't stopping, you would have saved her life. Well, that's it. And I didn't say, I just said, well, you know, I was trying to stop you from a car that I didn't think was going to stop. Right. We have to take care of each other. Pat, thanks for calling in. Uh, just the final word from you, Dylan, before we move on to cameras uh, recording drivers on streetcars. Your thoughts? Um, yeah. I mean, we really need a whole series of different things to happen. Um, and it's good that the city started making movements, but there's so much more to do. The conversations, I think, do make people think, uh, all of us who drive and walk and cycle. So I do appreciate your time today. Well, thank you very much for having me on. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.